This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, uh, it's Saturday night and it's all right for fighting. It's not Saturday night and <laughs> for the hundredth time, it is not okay to fight in my apartment. Yeah. I just told you about the, this fight I was involved in on the subway. Yeah, but it wasn't Saturday night. So it was, it was that's what I kept yelling. It's boys, not Saturday night. Boys, fellas, fellas, it's not. <laughs> it's so- not all right for fighting. Uh, you broke up a fight on a, well, how heroic. I helped to break up a fight. I was not the only hero. There were a lot of us. You, but you were a hero? I was one of the heroes. The it original- was like the Avengers, and I was one of them. The original subway hero. Tom. The original subway hero. Until the guy made like he was pulling out a gun that went, oh, no. <laughs> how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here post haste? Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have a gun. He was uh, a liar, like most criminals. Okay. And everything turned out okay. That's great, Tom. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be knighted for your heroic effort, efforts? Uh, I don't think so, because I'm an American, Tim. They don't knight Americans. There is like a title that they can give an American that's like equal, but not yeah, a knight. Yeah, I think probably like John Voight just got it, <laughs> and like Chuck Woolery. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that I forget what it is. I think it's what now Sting is English. It's it's somebody has one. And it's like oh, that's neat, but like you're not Sir or anything. Not like Sir Elton Hercules John? Yes, not like him, who is a knight. Tom? A commander of the British Empire, I believe. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, It's like different ranks. It's apparently the third, third, like third from the top. So Elton John. And maybe, I, I assume the top is queen. Elton John is a man. So it's like queen, prince or princess, and then now Elton you're just John. naming your favorite uh, rock acts. Queen, <laughs> Prince, Prince. Elton Go-Go's. John. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. Elton John is a man who plays piano, and they made him a knight for it. The original piano man. No. Oh, boy. That would not sit well with somebody. Um, you mentioned his full name is uh, Elton, Sir Elton Hercules John. Yeah, he's got a movie coming out about him. Yeah. Hercules. Disney's no. Hercules. But here's... Uh, With soundtrack by Phil Collins. This isn't... This isn't uh, we're not in the fun facts section of the show yet, but I do want to mention... Yeah, we're still at the top, man. He chose the mill name Hercules not after the hero of mythology, but after the horse named Hercules on the, on the British sitcom Steptoe and Son. Steptoe and Son? Yeah. Is that uh, Sanford and Son, the the original version of it? Maybe. It makes sense. It sounds similar enough. Yeah, it's got a similar name. The, was I there thought a maybe... horse on, uh, on Sanford and Son? I don't know. <laughs> not to, not to my Sanford recollection. I thought he named it after the uh, scene in <laughs> The Nutty Professor when the clumps... It's not The Nutty Professor. Oh, that was The Nutty Professor, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was in the the follow up, the clumps where the the woman went Hercules. No, Hercules. it was in the original. Yeah, yeah, because that was what uh, made Elton America John fall named... in love. Yeah, and Elton John with the clumps. Yeah, he retroactively said, "You know what? I'm not named after that <laughs> horse anymore. I'm named after the clumps." Yeah, I'm named after the the little boy clump who was so strong that it made Mama Clump yeah, say Hercules. The only clump that wasn't played by Eddie Murphy himself. Right, which is quite a distinction. That mm. that'd, that'd be a fun uh, factoid to bring up at a cocktail party. Do you Did you know ever- I'm the only clump not played by Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, he's still in character as. Uh, do you think anybody went up to Eddie Murphy and was like, "Hey, man, don't you think you should just do the little kid too?" Like. 
you know, they didn't. No, I'm sure uh, when they were making that movie, shooting that entire scene was such a nightmare, such a logistical nightmare. Yeah, but they didn't have to do it that way. There's other actors they could have hired. Oh, yeah, but I'm sure even just getting, like, one person that wasn't Eddie Murphy that they had to have sit in a makeup chair and probably, like, show up late and be mad that he had to, like, be in makeup for so long. Also, Eddie Murphy, if you're going to be mad about it, don't do it. Hire other actors. But then they wouldn't be able to say Eddie Murphy and Eddie Eddie Murphy. Murphy? Well, it would be like Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. And then it would show the lady and and Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Right. Because it's like, oh, yeah, a man. He plays a man a lot. Yeah, he also plays another man a lot. Yeah, okay. Oh, but a woman. Yeah. Then they'd be like, and introducing... John Smith. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was John Smith's breakout role. <laughs> uh, Elton John uh, has a movie about him coming out uh, called Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Which he has a song about, too, which presumably is going to be in the movie, or else I'm going to want my money back. Is that the, the most successful Elton John song? It's the number one on Spotify, Tom. Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's the number one out of... All Elton John songs on Spotify right now. Yeah, right now, but I imagine that doesn't change all that often. Um, yeah, well, I mean, because that song could be interpreted like, oh, Elton John is the rock is a rocket man or the rocket man. Like, what other song would you name the uh the movie after that's like, oh, that's also like you can call the movie your song and be like the story of Elton John. But you could Rocket Man, the story of Elton John. Um, he's Rocket Man. Elton John as Rocket Man. He's too big and physically imposing to call it Tiny Dancer. <laughs> right. Nobody and I've would... never seen him dance. No. But in Tiny Dancer, he's talking about watching the Tiny Dancer. In Rocket Man, he says, I'm a Rocket Man. What about I'm Still Standing? Because that, that wouldn't be a... That's not terrible. You know what? I'm sure that was on the short list. Daniel, that wouldn't... <laughs> that would be confusing. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, the Elton John story. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. The, isn't there already like a movie called that? Maybe I'm thinking of the song Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. You might be thinking of uh, The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right. Maybe The Wiz. Yeah. Um... Pinball Wizard? I mean, that was a cover of a song. <laughs> it would be very confusing to people. Pinball Wizard, the Elton John story. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that is the, the best one. Ooh, I forgot about that song, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, Tom. Yeah. I hope they play that song in the movie. I'm not going to see this movie. Are you going to see this movie? I'd like to see this movie. I was going to suggest Crocodile Rock would also be a good name for an Elton John biopic. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so would but then Saturday people. Night. It's Pe- all right for fighting. People would go, people would be like, oh, I got to drag my kid. And what, let's see what the new movie, Crocodile Rock, oh, that's probably uh, one of those bullshit animated movies. And it's like, oh, no, it's Elton John like doing coke and, uh, uh, you know, throwing TVs out the window. Elton John, former mm-hmm. drugs person. Elton John, currently not a drugs person anymore. According to who? What? Elton John. He's, he's so scolding about everybody... Uh, uh, who was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yeah, but he, he's like one of those hypocrite guys. Like a... Elton John, or not even like a hypocrite guy. He's the kind of guy where like, uh, I could see him like being real critical of people doing drugs. And then if you were like, yeah, but you do drugs, Elton John, you'd be like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> so he changed his name. He's got to be on like a like a cholesterol drug or something by now, though. I don't think Lipitor. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying falls in the same you know, category. At the end of the day, what's the difference between Lipitor and uh, Quaaludes? I don't know. Do they even make Quaaludes anymore? No. I mean, you can find Why, them, but you seem you you acted upset like you've ever taken a quail. No, well, that's exactly. I just call them ludes. That's exactly why, Tim, because I think they like stopped manufacturing them by the time we were uh, even born. And it's like, well, now maybe that would maybe that would have been the drug for me, and now I don't even get a chance to try it. Okay, I would have been too scared to try it. Uh, but then that would have relaxed me. We know Hercules is the horse. Yes, but do you know where he came up with the name Elton John? Uh, I saw it. 
Well, and also, have you have you seen the trailer for Rocket Man? No. In the trailer, he's... What is it about? Some sort of man who's a rocket ship? Yeah, it's like a knockoff Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're just capitalizing on the Avengers uh, fever going on. Smart, smart Let's move. rush out yeah. our version, Rocket Man, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, no, I saw the trailer... And there's a part in the trailer where he, uh, he's with his, like, I guess maybe his first band or whatever. Do you want to know what his first band is called? What? Bluesology. Nice. Yeah. Bluesology sounds like uh, like the the name of a band somebody you don't like in college has on your floor. Like, are yeah. you coming down to the Bluesology show? I mean, I bet Elton John or, or uh, Reginald <laughs> Kenneth Dwight was yeah. a guy on your floor that like you wouldn't <laughs> hang out with. Uh, right? But most not people. that kind of guy. Not the kind people. of guy who would have a band called Bluesology. Well, guess what? He, <laughs> he was in a band. <laughs> I know. Well, luckily, that was a phase that he grew yeah. out of. Uh, but there's a scene in the uh, in the trailer where he's with presumably Bluesology and he... Uh, the other Bluesologists. Yeah. And he says, like, I'm thinking of changing my name. I'm going to change it to Elton. Elton. And another guy's like, my name's Elton. That's my name. Yeah, that was the saxophone player, Elton Dean. Oh, okay. And then there was uh, the singer who was named uh, Long John Baldry. Nice. That's a hell of a name. Yeah. I don't think his, that was his I don't Christian think, name. I don't think Long was uh, was given to him by his parents. No. But he just took their first names, Elton and John, mm-hmm. instead of John Elton, huh? Yeah. Right? Hey. Elton John's a better name. Is Elton a first name otherwise? Elton Dean. Well, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, apparently. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Elton John's net worth is, Tom? <sighs> now, keep in mind. Inflation, I know. And. Mm-hmm. Investments. Right. And. Assets. Uh, various rental properties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a hell of a landlord. <laughs> yeah. He no. doesn't hire a management company. He does it all himself. Oh, well, that's if you, a if really... If you live in one of Elton John's properties, you're you're making out the check to him. You're mailing it to... <laughs> does he even have an LLC or anything? It's no. paid to the order of Sir Elton John. He likes to keep things simple. Well, you know what? He, he I think he could benefit from hiring somebody, though, to help him out with that he's, stuff. He's kind of he could uh, be making, control freak yeah, on that. He could be making more money... You know, concentrating in other areas. Tom, w- wait until you hear what his net worth is. Uh, and I got this from WealthyGorilla.com, so I know it's accurate. How mu- uh, well, now I want to know how much that Wealthy Gorilla is worth. I mean, a Wealthy Gorilla could have like $5, and that would be like, oh, yeah, well, most gorillas don't have any Yeah, money. in terms of gorillas. <laughs> that is a Wealthy Gorilla. This uh, Wealthy Gorilla is... is... Uh, no, no that- he just ate the $5. <laughs> He's back to zero. <laughs> uh Wealthy Gorilla has a uh, a picture of Elton John that they've they've drawn oh, themselves. Again, I thought it was going to be of the wealthy gorilla, like a gorilla with like a, a bag full of money or something. No, it's a, it's a gorilla. A gor- that oh, is it a gorilla? Hold on, before you show it to me, is it a gorilla? Uh, he's wearing like a nice suit and nice glasses, ha- like having a glass of wine. No, he looks like uh, you can see an X-ray of his brain. Kind what? Of. <laughs> It's at the top there, Why? above the, we- the the most expensive dogs in the world. That's, it's not like the like uh, intelligent gorilla. It's a wealthy gorilla. Well, all wealthy people are intelligent. Didn't you know this? No, a lot of them are, uh, you know, it's family money, old money that they have. Uh, How much is Elton John? Elton worth? John. Born March twenty fifth, nineteen forty seven. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Tom. Mm-hmm. I want, I want, I want a ballpark figure here. I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's over a million dollars. This guy is at least a millionaire. Okay. Uh, He released his first solo record Mm -hmm. in 1969. That's 50 years ago. Nice. Uh, Was that a 69 nice joke? I No, I didn't intend that. Why is that that a thing? Why is that a thing that like actual actual funny people are, are, are doing the... Nice for sixty nine. Well, not me, Tim. Fifty years ago, uh-huh. he uh, wrote not only the Lion King. Yeah, fifty years ago he did. No, he did that in the nineties. <laughs> okay. He uh, also wrote uh, Billy Elliot, the Dancing Boy, the musical. Yeah. 
which I don't think made as much money as The Lion King. No, but The Lion King. <laughs> I can guarantee. No, I don't think anything's made as much money as The Lion King. But Tom, mm-hmm. Elton John probably made more off just the movie The Lion King, not yeah. even the Broadway show, right? Than you made this year. No, I don't. know. I think this. so. He didn't even work a full year. I on, know he on didn't. It. And I think if you added up last year's income, uh huh, of mine or Elton John's? of yours, okay, and then the first uh, five months of 2019, mm-hmm. maybe you'd approach it then, right? But yeah, what you've done in a year and a half, yeah, because he hasn't Elton put out any new music one. yet this year. Well, he, and he's probably not even getting anything from this uh, biopic. No. Doesn't I mean, it that's suck just that uh, it's authorized. Like reporting. Don't you wish that uh, he did? He he was he was like nobody go see this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting to me that I guess now this is just a thing. Authorized biopics of musicians after uh, We Will Rock You. Yeah, no, not We Will Rock You. Bo- Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. It we Will Rock been. You we is, rock is you. the stage show that everybody loves so oh, much. Oh yeah. Um. Well, and also a song that they had. Mm. <laughs> yep. Mm. Uh, I saw a good portion of Bohemian Rhapsody at uh, the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, it's where you see all first-run movies. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really care for it because it just seemed like you could tell in every line of every scene that it was produced by the people it was about. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently everybody has like an equal share of lines. Yeah. Uh, like uh, nobody cares what Brian May had to say during this. Like mm. I mean a little, not nobody cares. You care a little bit. Brian May is a, you know, an amazing musician and an important uh uh rock and roller. You don't based on Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that's true. Who is Freddie Mercury though, right? Well, you have to watch the movie to find out. I didn't, I didn't you. see. Well, uh, and I guess we'll never know. Uh, but it is weird that there are all these authorized biopics nowadays about people who uh, aren't dead. Yeah. Where, so it's like. Well, I mean. Freddie Mercury said, but. You yeah. Know, I mean, that was really the Freddie Mercury movie, right? Apparently not. Apparently, you know, or at least. They were in it, but like it was, it was never. Uh, they were triumphant at every moment, or they always did the the virtuous thing. Right, right. So um, I was like, but we care about the fans so much. We care about them. We have to go out and play. Michael um, Caine was in uh, <laughs> Queen. We care about them. We have to go out and play. And I, I made told a them, promise to I told, I told the audience that we would go out and play, and we're going to go out and bloody play. Um, Take a guess, Tom. But I was going to say Elton John 2, like an unauthorized biopic. like Elton, Elton John 2, <laughs> unauthorized <laughs> biopic. Now that I can see. Yeah. No, but Elton John's the type of person uh, that there's so many stories about him. And it's like, yeah, an unauthorized thing could be complete baloney, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys where it's hard to separate fact from fiction. Elton John... I know he went in there and was like, I want to see it all, warts and all, except, you know, mostly the good stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, but how much do you think this this 71-year-old man is worth, Tom? I'm going to say he's worth... 72, maybe? $300 million. You idiot. What? $500 million. Yeah, I knew. The wealthy gorilla knows so much more than you. <laughs> well, I guess maybe he is also very smart. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of money, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I that, mean, that must make him one of the richest musicians. Yeah, and if he was a magician, he'd be probably the <laughs> off rich. the charts. How much? Hold on, I'm just gonna ask the wealthy gorilla how much David Copperfield is worth. Now you assume David Copperfield's the wealthiest magician. Who he would has be, to be? Who would be richer? Uh, David. David Blaine, but uh, nah, no, David Dane Blaine doesn't produce the uh, Pen and Teller. They have Daniel Radcliffe as search result for. David Copperfield. Mm. Well, they have he was Joe also Joe Latrulio. <laughs> All right. But no David Copperfield. David Copperfield. He made the no. page on Wealthy Gorilla disappear. <laughs> it was it was a uh, very uh, what? What? All right, they say his salary. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know he was a salary man, Tom. <laughs> yeah. 
They say his salary is sixty million. Now is that hourly he gets paid? You think? Mm, well, maybe. And does that include benefits? Does that include uh, like his health insurance and four hundred one k and all that? You ready for this? David Copperfield net worth mm-hmm. one billion dollars. What? No. Yeah, because he could just go into any bank. Yeah, and just walk out. Yeah, just walk out. Nobody would know. Yeah. He'd just get the, the money from the vault. Mm-hmm. It would go straight into the the normal-looking duffel bag that he yeah. was carrying. and then he brings it to the teller and says, hello, I'd like to make a deposit. Yeah, and they're just like, oh. And they're none the cool. wiser. This is weird because this happens to be <laughs> exactly the amount of money that we have in the vault. No, he does it before they've even checked the vault. I know, but they, they're like, well, now we have double the amount of money in the vault. No, they have the same amount of money. Nothing's missing. So it doesn't raise any suspicions. So he doesn't take the money at all. That's how he does it. <laughs> yeah, he deposits it right away. Uh-huh. And then they're counting the money, and they're like, oh, same amount of money that was here yesterday. Wow. David Copperfield never ceases to amaze. It's 2019. You need a website. If you don't have a website... Come on, get with the program, and I'll tell you how. Squarespace. Hey, I love Squarespace, Tom. We use them. Of course we use them, Tim, because they have beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality. It lets you sell uh, digital things, physical things. They don't care. Do both, for, for goodness sakes. Uh, they have a way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. They have all these wacky. It's not just all .com and .biz nowadays, Tim. They got a lot of different... Uh, domain names and dot computer sure and squarespace is a one-stop shop for all of that stuff you don't have to uh, you know piecemeal everything together you just go there and here's where to go specifically go to squarespace.com slash guide for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the offer code guide to save 10 percent off your first first purchase of a website or domain and that includes if you're buying like a whole year at once you can get 10 percent off that whole year with the promo code guide destiny is calling it says you need a new website make it with squarespace tom before you hit stop on that we use squarespace you mentioned that we love it i seriously i i sign into squarespace all the time and it's easy and it's a joy and i update websites like it's my dang job there Sometimes it is my job. A personal endorsement from Tim. Yeah. Squarespace.com slash guide. Tom, mm-hmm. here's the deal. Yeah. Elton John has had a long and storied career. Mm-hmm. There's no way we're going to cover it all. No. We don't have time for it. That's what the, I presume, 12-hour movie Rocket Man is going to do. Uh, I don't think it's that long. I don't know how long it is, though. My guess would be a little over two hours, like yeah. most movies nowadays. But how much David Copperfield material <laughs> do you think is in the movie? Uh, my guess would be none. As far as I know, they have not interacted. Oh, I, I think They've probably that... met at, co- at cocktail parties, at Copperfield parties, but, uh, uh, you know, probably nothing too meaningful. All right. Uh, two hours, one minute, Tom. Okay. Rocket Man. Uh, so, hey, look, you know, uh, Rocket Man. Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Uh, the Pinball Wizard. <laughs> the B word is back. Everybody knows everything uh-huh. about Elton John. Maybe there's some stuff you- Oh, the bitch is back would have been a good title for his, uh, for his biopic. Yeah. I'm sure that's I bet he another. says it at some point in the thing. Yeah. And I don't then, know if you can put bitch on a movie poster. It's like when Bill and Ted Goes to Hell had to be Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, but then guess what? <laughs> that Johnny Depp movie came out. It was called From Hell. Yeah, and uh, and you were obviously so affected by it, you still remember it. So. And what about Hellboy? What about Hellboy? It was a boy from hell, yeah. and they made a whole movie about him. Tim, what about Hellraiser? Those movies were coming out around the time Bill and Ted went to hell. Yeah. What? Are you allowed to raise hell, but you're not allowed to go there? Yeah. yeah. I'd ra- hey, I'd rather go there than have it come to me. Yes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, ever hear of uh, freedom? Well, it's not free. Yeah. Ever hear of Pinhead? 
I wish I hadn't. <laughs> yeah. Looks like his face hurts. Yeah. Um, Tom? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any fun facts about, about Elton John that people might not know? Uh, you want me to go first? Uh, no. I mean, I told you about his name, so I kind of already had a fun fact. Uh, Everybody knows that, Tom. Uh, I was surprised. I did not know this when I was uh, doing my research, uh, that he was in uh, Alice in Chains' uh, 20, 2009 album. He, after uh, He joined... Alice in Chains? He was he recorded on the album. Okay. He did not join them. Uh but it was after uh their singer died. Yeah. Remember their when singer the singer died? died? In like the nineties. Yeah. Lane Staley. Yeah. Uh but this article I was reading, ah, oh, where was this art? It was from like oh, I think it was from The Guardian, and I was kind of surprised that this was how they put it. Because they um Yeah, so they said uh first album in more than a decade, uh Lane Stanley died in Staley. Staley. Oh, you should have changed it to Stanley. <laughs> it's easier to remember. Staley uh, died in 2002. Um, oh, I thought he died in the 90s. Uh, I know. That's why I corrected you. Uh, Jerry Cantrell told Rolling Stone, uh, uh, it takes a big set of fucking balls, four sets of balls, to take on a challenge like this. We did it for the same reason we've made music before. Um, to take on a challenge like what? For the title track, a real raw, open-hearted song, the band added a fifth set of balls, Sir Elton's. <laughs> what was the title track? Oh, uh, Black Gives Way to Blue. What? <laughs> also about balls, baby. I don't That's know, it just a... had a lot of talking about balls. Yeah. If I was Sir Elton, I'd be like, don't say they added a fifth set of balls. Balls or Elton's ball. Enough. Yeah. Just say and I. And now, def- like they were like, and joining us on this track, <laughs> another set of balls. Uh, a man's testicles and <laughs> the man that those testicles are attached to. Yeah. Well, and it just seems like you know this guy saying four sets of balls. It's like you don't know somebody could Jerry be missing Cantrell, a by ball. The way. Yeah, Jerry. Not Cantrell. just any man. Yeah. The, the yeah, but then Rolling Stones assuming that Elton has a complete set of balls. He might have one extra. He might have one fewer. He might not have any. Who knows? That's his uh, business and not hey, Rolling Stone magazines. Hey, hey you think Rolling Stone uh, doesn't have fact checkers? You ever see the movie <laughs> Almost Famous? Yeah. That almost torpedoed the whole uh, freaking uh, uh, Sweetwater. What was the name of the band? Yeah. I think it was Stillwater. Stillwater. Most it almost uh torpedoed the whole Stillwater uh expose that Patrick Fugit was writing. Yeah. You remember the guy's name but not the band? No, the the actor. Yeah. Oh, that's his I don't remember really anything about that movie. I was on drugs the entire time. <laughs> like the band. Wow. Man. Cool. It's on Quaaludes. <laughs> uh it's a good movie. It's one of those movies that I don't want to go back and watch. Yeah. I'm afraid that's not really a good movie. Yeah. I was going to rewatch a movie the other night. That was like, oh, you know, you're going to be so mad. I was going to go back and rewatch Terminator Genesis the other night. Why? Just watch Terminator 2 again. You know that one's <laughs> well, good. Well, because I, you know, I was in, I'm going to watch Terminator Genesis tonight probably. Because I kind of can't, like I remember watching it and thinking like, I can't believe how bad that was. And even now, I doubt. I'm like, nah, it couldn't have been that bad. And I'm about to get fooled again. Yeah, don't do That's it. That's how they get me. Tom, everybody, everybody involved That's in making the, that movie the, was the, like, sorry, we know it was bad. The we people... tried to, we lied to everybody and said we thought it was good at the time, but we were just trying to make money. Yeah. But guess what? This new one we're making, this one's going to be good. Yeah, when you told me last week the new one, like, you idiot, don't fall for it. Yeah. I watched a video where uh, they showed. Like side by side, James Cameron saying literally the same thing about the la- about Terminator Genesis. Like, yeah, well, no, this one I'm involved in. We're gonna pretend the last two didn't happen. Yeah, and then this one, he's like, well, this time I'm involved. We're gonna pretend the last three didn't happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's under the sea and it's submarine. no. He's playing with the avatars now. You know what? Everybody he's making seven Avatar movies. Everyone makes a big joke out of these Avatar movies. <laughs> I but they're not a joke to me. I guarantee you any one of them will be ten times better than the last five Terminator movies. Yeah. Uh, no, not the last five. <laughs> or however many they made after two. Uh, they made three. Doesn't matter. I Tom, think. do mm. you know 
that mm-hmm. Elton John, when he started his career back when he was still uh, Reginald Dwight. Yeah. Reggie Dwight's not a bad uh, baseball player name. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I'm thinking of Reggie Jackson and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doc Gooden. Dwight Gooden. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm um, combining the two. Reggie. That's Dwight. that's how he got his his original name. <laughs> his parents combined uh, Reggie Jackson and and Dwight Gooding. Yeah, yeah. Did you say Dwight Gooding? Dwight Gooden. Okay. Dwight good one. <laughs> um so uh, Elton John was like uh, he was like oh, I'm Reggie right now. He was still playing as just a guy named Reggie. Yeah. Like that was his stage name, Reggie. Mhm. Uh, just one word? Yeah. So well, like, that's ladies and gentlemen, cool Reggie. Yeah, it's not I'd like the coolest that. name though. Um Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, oh, I know. I'll wear Buddy Holly glasses on stage. Yeah. And he, he was like, okay. And so he got these big, thick Buddy Holly glasses, but mm-hmm. he didn't need glasses. Yeah. He wore them all the time so he would look like Buddy Holly. And his eyes adjusted. And uh, to this day, he needs glasses because he messed up his eyes trying to look like Buddy Holly. <sighs> you think that's what happened to Buddy Holly, too? You think maybe they're cursed glasses? No, I think Buddy Holly probably uh, needed glasses. Well, he's not. That's why he had glasses. He's not around to ask. I know, Tom. He died, along with the big bopper. Yeah, and who else? One other guy. Richie Valens? No, that was a different, <laughs> that was a different plane crash. Yeah. Um, here's another. Don <laughs> McLean was all s- upset about it. Yeah. He said it was the day that the music died. Right. Which, you know, then it's like, well, then how'd you write this song, Don McLean? Oh, wow. Answer me that. What is this, if not a song? Oh, well, Richie Valens was on that plane. You laughed at me. Yeah, because I did, you know, I just assume you're wrong to make you self Yeah, no, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. Whose real name was Richie Valens. J.P. <laughs> Richardson. Oh, okay. Uh, here's a fact I have about Elton John, Tim. I'm not talking about J.P. Richardson. Um, this one, I don't know. I don't have a secondary source, but it sounds plausible. Uh, well, the first one I do know, the, the, the first part of this fact. In 1979, Elton John was the first Western rock star to perform in the USSR. Okay. Uh, which is an interesting fact, but then this is where I'm like, oh, um, for many Russians, it was the first time they had seen a rich Westerner. Believing we all dress and acted this way, the gaudy Russian luxury industry was born. No. No. <laughs> not true. Right? That seems like a like, yeah, so proof like, for that. Everyone in Russia started uh, dressing like Donald Duck. Right, or the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like, I feel like... Rag, did you get this from? I feel like when you go back... Like Russian, even before the USSR was like, uh, you know, there was like got like they were real into like gold and jewels, like you know the rich. Uh, yeah, rich people are always wearing gaudy things. Yeah, that's what rich people. Look what I wear, Tom. These sure. uh, silk robes. I don't know how you can even bend your fingers with all those rings on. Yeah, well, they clank around a lot too. <laughs> well, we have to have, remove it all in post. It's unbelievable. Tom, what? Elton John has at least three godchildren. Mm-hmm. He's the godfather, the original godfather. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Is that the godfather? Is yeah. that the famous line from the godfather? Yeah. I'm going to do the thing, and everybody's going to say. And this is what Elton John said to Sean Lennon, mm-hmm. the son of John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Yeah, he said, Sean Lennon. I'm the Godfather. I'm gonna do the thing. Yeah. And the thing was play music in concerts all over the world. So to adoring fans. Then how come when uh John Lennon died, uh Elton John didn't marry Yoko Ono and step in as Sean Lennon's father? I don't think that's how Godfathers work, mm, You sure? I think so. But I don't know. Tom, mm-hmm. you're not going to let me finish. You're trying not to let me finish, but there's two other... Uh, can I finish? There are two other <laughs> children that uh, call Elton John 
the godfather <laughs> what was that <laughs> this is how people say the godfather um uh say it with me uh brooklyn, brooklyn and, and romeo the, beckham yeah the are, uh, children of david and victoria beckham uh are uh, they is that posh spice is that herself are they boys girls boy and a girl brooklyn and romeo beckham yeah, I have no idea if those yeah, are boys. Yeah, he's names the or... Godfather. They're that famous. Was not Everybody my, knows this. Not my question. <laughs> I'm guessing Romeo Beckham is uh, is a boy because right, of uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh huh. He's already got an Instagram. He's already Tom. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a man. I mean, how old is he? He's probably is a man. How long is uh, Posh Spice and David Tim, Beckham? What? Uh, why are you surprised by this? <laughs> I thought it would be a baby. No. He was born in 2002. He's 17 years old. He's already got 2 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, man. Uh-huh. Get this, Tom. What? Uh, Millie Bobby Brown confirmed to be dating Romeo Beckham. I I should care about this as a as a as a grown man, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he probably only got all those followers because his uh, godfather is Elton John. Is that mentioned in the bio? <laughs> um, no. Oh, Brooklyn Beckham is also a, a boy. And oh. how old's Brooklyn? Twenty years old. Wow. Those Beckham boys are are old now. I would like to know how many followers he has. I bet it's even more. Yeah, it's freaking. He had he had a two year head start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 11.5 million. Wow, that's a lot more. Who's he dating, right? Yeah. Uh, Find out. Find out and report back. (laughs) Yeah, Bosch Spice. Uh. Oh, what? You want to know who his godmother is? Who? Um, everybody's favorite, uh, devil from the movie Bedazzled? Liz Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. Nice. Yeah. Not to be confused with Liz Thurley, according to uh I would like Wikipedia. to be raised by uh Elton John and Liz Hurley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I if I I would uh try to engineer uh some sort of boat accident with <laughs> <laughs> with their actual parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> David Beckham, David and Victoria Beckham were really rolling the dice, uh, <laughs> uh, naming them as godparents. How did godparents work? Like, to, would Elton John and Liz Hurley have to move into the same house to raise those kids? I don't know. I think it's just kind of like an assumption, like, hey, something happens, one of you two is going to, like, I don't know, make sure this isn't terrible, right? No. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I think it's it's an honorary title like knight is. You know, if if uh, England goes to war tomorrow, they're not going to be like, all right, Elton. Well, you're a fucking commander. Get over here. We need some strategy. <laughs> They'd be like, come put uh, the suit on. Put the clank your way in here. If you're a knight, uh huh. Like I know they wouldn't have a picture taken of this. <laughs> Do they make you get in the armor for a minute as part of the thing? No, but I would insist, right? Yeah. Well, that's why you and I will never <laughs> be This is one of the many reasons. One of I the would couple also, reasons we'll never be knights. Like, at the very least, I would, if I was a, made a knight, I'd be like, this is a great excuse to always have a sword. Yeah, that's true. And nobody, excuse me, sir, can you tell me what the sword, yeah, I can tell you what the sword's for. It's for me, It's because I'm a fucking knight. I don't want to carry a sword around. I'd leave it in places and I'd have my liege carrying it. Your what? My liege. Your what? My liege. No, he would call me his liege, right? His what? You know when people are like, my liege. No. My liege, I've seen to the... Uh, what is liege? That's like, it's a term of... That's uh, what I say when I, uh, I say, uh, I'll get to I'll get to that at my liege. <laughs> oh, no, it's not just shortening uh, leisure in a cool way. Hey, you play this new video game, Liege Suit Larry? Liege <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Suit Larry? What do they call uh, the, the, the knight's assistant? 
I don't know. You know stuff like this. Yeah, it's like it's not a caddy. Does does Elton John have one of these? That's what I want to know. I would assume the government provides him one. Hmm. A squire. That's what they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Billy Squire. <laughs> Billy Squire's Elton John Squire. I think so. Huh. Makes sense. Uh, Tim, did you know that? Um, uh, speaking of uh, John Lennon, which we were mm-hmm. like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Well, then you brought up the the Beckham kids just because they're better looking. Uh, in 1974, during one of Elton's concerts at Masked Square Garden, John Lennon joined him on stage to perform three songs. It was part of a bet. Elton had bet Lennon that if the song Whatever Gets You Through the Night went to number one, he would join Elton on stage. Uh, this happened six years before John Lennon was assassinated, and it was his last onstage performance. He didn't perform for six years? Yeah, which wow. I was kind of surprised that he he never appeared on stage because he was still making music during that time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but he never uh, went on stage. You know what that reminds me of? The Beatles. The famous bet between Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis. What was that bet? If the whole nine yards uh-huh. went to number one at the box office. Yeah. Um. Well, Bruce Willis was like, well, just stop right there. It'll never happen. Oh. And Matthew Perry, Matt Perry was like, uh, yeah, I think it will. And if it does, you're going to have to come and do a guest stint on the television program Friends with me. Oh, is that how it happened? And that's how it happened, folks. Was Matthew Perry in the whole nine yards? Yeah, and so was... Uh, I know Bruce Willis was. Yeah, and so was Michael Clark, Michael Clark Duncan. Maybe I'm thinking He was the, the big guy. Yeah, yeah. The CB4 is, came out <laughs> 10 years earlier and had nothing to do with it. Right. Didn't have one person in common with it. I'm just thinking prison movies, right? Whole Nine Yards is a prison movie? Uh, no, I'm thinking... What is, what the am Longest I, The yard. Longest Yard. Okay, all right, yeah. Is Chris Rock in The Longest Yard? Yeah, with yeah. Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. I always get yeah. Adam Sandler and um, Bruce Willis confused. That's true. That's, uh... Tom? Did they ever make that movie, The Whole Ten Yards? That came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amanda Peach, she was in those movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more like her career, Amanda petered out <laughs> after that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's true. She was on that TV show I liked, actually. What TV show? The one with the Doofy Brothers. Who are those Doofy Brothers that make The Smothers Brothers? She was on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour? Uh, yeah. She's oh, hilarious. Wow. <laughs> she did yo-yo tricks. She would uh, show them up. <laughs> oh, no. No, <laughs> nobody comes on and shows up the Smothers Brothers with a yo-yo trick. Uh, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. Bernie Taupin. Yeah. Uh, the r- song, is l- yeah, lyricist. Yeah, wrote uh, t- t- uh, lyrics for most of Elton John's hits yeah. for most of his career, right? They had a falling out at some point, I think, mm-hmm. and then they got back together or whatever. They met when they both answered a freaking ad yeah. in uh, NME. You know it as New Musical Express. Right. But back in the freaking 60s. That's how that shit happened. Everybody got their jobs just by answering an ad, <laughs> and then it, just randomly some, some guy was like, all right, you, uh, Elton John, or at this point Reginald, mm-hmm. and you, this guy, uh, Bernie, mm-hmm. hey, you guys write songs together. And it turned out they were both uh, really good at what they did. Yeah. And worked well together. My parents had a tribute to them called Two Rooms, the songs of Bernie Taupin and Elton John. They performed a tribute? They had My a, parents? <laughs> yeah, they had a tribute. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. an off-Broadway thing. No, it was a, it was a CD compilation. Uh, and it was Elton John and, their, and Bernie Taupin's music? Yeah. That makes sense. It was nice. It was a nice CD. What made it different than like uh, greatest hits from Elton John? Because uh, other people performed them. Oh, I see. Yeah. It was star-studded, Tom. Um, did you know, speaking of stars, here's one of my facts. Uh, on, I guess, that's why they call it the blues. Yeah. Uh, that's Stevie Wonder playing the harmonica. Nobody plays a harmonica like Stevie. Tom. Yeah, I s- smelled that. I hate that song. <laughs> smelled <I> that. <laughs> you heard it. Ah, smelled that harmonica. You hate that song. I like that song. Mm. That's why I call it the blues. I think I saw a version where uh, Elton John sang that with Mary J. Blige. Uh huh. It's really good. Huh. Yeah. 
as a duet. Yeah, it was a duet. Oh, that's probably a good duet because he's singing in like kind of two different uh, voices. Yeah, yeah. When he does it, another good duet was uh, with George Michael. Yeah. Um, George, remember that became George a- Michaels. No. That's <laughs> not George Michaels. No. George Michael. Oh, okay. You don't know anybody's last name. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, you know it'd be really cool a Lane Stanley and George Michaels <laughs> duet. Yeah, they can get Dwight Gooding in there. <laughs> um, uh, he he can he can pitch hit. Do you remember there was a a weird time in the the early nineties where the live version of "Don't Let the Sun Go Down" <laughs> that on song me? was on the radio on a loop. Why? Why? Like that's a great song. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, but it was. In I, half of that five hundred million dollars is ASCAP royalties from just that that song yeah. being played so much. Z one hundred in nineteen ninety three. I just I don't know why uh-huh. because it's it's fitting. It's mm-hmm. it's it's what should have happened. But uh, George Michael sings the first verse, right? Yeah, and then he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen." Elton John, yeah. and everybody freaks out. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> or was it at a George Michael? Was that Live Aid? What, where was it? I don't know. I thought it was while they were like touring together, but it could have still been like maybe it, they were touring together and it was like uh, George Michael did his entire set and then he closes with that and everybody's like, oh, that's cool. He's closing with Elton. Oh, Elton's coming out for it? That's the now it's time for the real show. This is what we've been waiting for, Sir Elton John, Let's who see. was not yet a sir by that point. By the way, in 1991, mm-hmm. "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me" was covered in a live version as a duet by George Michael and Elton John. Uh, the pair first performed the song at Live Aid in 1985, and is that with where Michael they're... singing and John playing? Six years later, George Michael's cover-to-cover tour regularly included this. Wait, when was the... Then when was... Oh, it was uh, live at Wembley Arena in 1991. So it was a surprise appearance. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Then, all right. When I was a kid hearing that song all the time, I always thought it was weird. I was like, uh, like yeah, and at some point, Alan John's going to be like, and George Michael... Yeah, it's like, why didn't you reciprocate? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that always bothered me. That he didn't reciprocate? Or, no, oh, that, that everybody went so it. crazy? Yeah. But I guess it was a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I saw some guy, I mean, it was a George Michael concert, I'd be like, play Faith. <laughs> uh, probably by that point, he already had. He might have even opened with it. No. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe he played Freedom 1989 to open with. Yeah, by that point, it was two years old, though. <laughs> um, I was reading an, an old article. It was actually the Rolling Stone interview where he came out as bisexual uh, before. Then it was, you know, like years and years later before he came out as gay. Um, but he was talking about he, this is what was crazy. He was 29, and this interview was essentially him saying, like, yeah, I'm taking a lot of time off, maybe all the time off. Maybe I'm never playing live again. Uh, he was only 29 at this point. Yeah. But it's also... Now he's 100 and he's still playing. Well, so literally he said, I mean, who wants to be a 45-year-old entertainer in Las Vegas like Elvis? Yeah, but he waited till he was like 65 before <laughs> he did that the Vegas, Vegas. Reg- residency. But it's so crazy. I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, how like when we were kids... They made a big deal that like the Rolling Stones were going on tour and they were like all in their 40s. And people yeah. were like, oh, they're going to have to be they're going to be wheeling them out. They're going to all have oxygen tanks and stuff. Back then, everybody was like, man, playing music as a 45 year old is pathetic and sad. Um, I just remember uh, reading a thing about Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. when he was like uh, real addicted to heroin or something or really just hated being on the road and wanted yeah. to. And they were like, well, they had to send in Michael Stipe, the elder statesman of rock, <laughs> who'd been through it all. He was probably like, to what, 23 or he, something? He was, he was 31, and uh, Kurt Cobain was 25 or 26. And they were like, uh, this old man was his only hope. <laughs> yeah. we, we thought the, the divide in their ages might be too much to overcome. <laughs> 
He wouldn't listen to a wash-up old has-been like 31-year-old Michael Stipe. Oof. But they were tricked because they were like, well, he's bald. He must be pretty old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, we're we're skipping one of the the most important collaborations of them all is uh, tours with Billy the original oh. the, the original night the the night of Long Island the original Rocket Man the king of Long Island Billy Joel why didn't they call it Piano Man meets Rocket Man Piano Man versus Rocket Man probably because mm-hmm. it's like well I'd go for the rocket that's a much better weapon than a uh, piano yeah I don't think uh, but not to win a heart that's what Billy Joel would say Tom. So <laughs> I'm imagining this as like uh like a uh ice capades esque like they both come out in the beginning, they're wearing like costumes and they're lip syncing to like tracks. No, they, <laughs> they did a set face up the to face feud. tour. Yeah. Uh in nineteen ninety-four. Mm-hmm. I'm bummed I didn't uh go see this ever. In nineteen ninety four I was twelve, so there was, I did, probably didn't have the opportunity. I think my parents went though. Yeah, I mean I would hope so. Yeah. When it came to the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. Well, it didn't come to the Nassau Coliseum, but it did. Madison Square Garden? To the PNC? Giant Stadium? Yeah. I don't know. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, but then they did it again in 2009. Yeah. I was definitely old enough to go. Oh, absolutely. My own I don't even really remember them doing this again. No, but they were in the midst of a feud afterwards. Billy Joel stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. Um and he like they they in 2010 they were rumored to do a second leg of it mm-hmm. and then Billy Joel said nah uh I I was gonna take the year off he just coincidentally like had to go to rehab and stuff <laughs> yeah uh but uh he also said it got to be a little confining because Elton John insisted that they kept playing keep playing the same sets every night why because elton john's like a consummate performer he's like do what works and billy joel's like no i need to shuffle the same 14 songs (laughs) i play every night into a different order well would they play together Oh yeah, Tom. Do you want to know what the the set list? Every was like? song they would play together. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, Ready? Let me let me hear his set list. The song, the 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 lights come up. But then the lights go down on Broadway. Not yet. Okay. At the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, sometimes they'd come out to Yankee Doodle. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't understand why they would start the show with Yankee Doodle. <laughs> I want to hear that that version. Would they? Would, they would play it, or they would just walk out to it, <laughs> <laughs> doing like a little march. Unclear. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's there's a uh, Doodle Billy Joel Elton John. The show is me now. Uh, now. <laughs> You're just searching things. Yeah, no. Uh, so sometimes it'd be, for some reason, Yankee Doodle. Mm-hmm. But then they'd go right into your song. Okay. The two of them at pianos facing each other, playing like, like together. Donald and Daffy. Yeah. Then, boom, into Honesty, the mm-hmm. Billy Joel song. Honesty. Mm-hmm. And then stealing <laughs> some of George Michael's thunder in 1994. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't let the sun go down on me. Do you think Billy would sing the part? And, they, and ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. See, that's how I always pictured it on the on the, the George Michael record. <laughs> that which he is was there like, the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's like who was playing the piano then? Yeah. Uh, and then Billy Joel uh, fucks off. He's like, I'm going to go drink an entire <laughs> bottle of red wine. Yeah. In uh, Elton John stays, he plays Philadelphia Freedom. Mm-hmm. Take me to the pilot, which I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's just a song about a turbulent airplane. Yeah, it's like I'd like to see the pilot. <laughs> Give him a piece of my mind. Levon, whew! Imagine seeing him play. I know that song. And it shall be Levon, and it shall be a good man. Okay. Uh, Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. Simple Life, which I don't know. I think was the theme song to the Paris Hilton show. <laughs> uh, this was around the the time uh, of the the. The One, that album. Yeah. So I think there were some songs from that, oh, okay. including The One. Right. Uh, which was next, actually. Then, uh, without Billy Joel, mm-hmm. 
Billy Joel nowhere to be found. They're they're frantically searching for Billy Joel. Popping the cork on his second (laughs) bottle of wine underneath the stage, hiding. Yeah. uh, In like a crawl space. So Elton John's like, all right, let me play New York State of Mind myself. Yeah, I guess they can't find Billy. I'll just have to do it. Every night, every night. (laughs) Uh, Then Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding, which Mm -hmm. is a great song. Then uh, uh, Billy Joel would come back out. Mm hmm. Sing, uh, they'd sing. Uh, I guess why they—that's why they call, they call it the blues. blues uh-huh. Uh Much like Mary J. Blige did. Did you think? Do you think Billy Joel played harmonica for that? No, he doesn't play harmonica, does he? No. Yeah, he does. He does play harmonica. Does he? Yeah. Maybe he whistled it like in uh, The Stranger. Oh, that'd be even better. No, he plays harmonica live sometimes. Then uh, Billy Joel wanders off again. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Mm-hmm. Again, this from is the right Lion King. That's a pretty good song. Yeah. What's the best song from The Lion King? Uh, Yeah, probably that. Nope, Circle of Life. <laughs> then uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Uh-huh. That gets and Billy And Billy Joel's <laughs> getting all revved up. <laughs> and then uh, Elton John plays Pinball Wizard, and, mm. and Billy's like, this is my song. Then he runs out. Taps out Elton John. Elton yeah. John runs off mm-hmm. uh, to go look at feet backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Billy Joel, bam, I go to extremes. Uh-huh. Pressure. For some reason, born to run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> angry young men. So this is a, Jeez, a power he's coming pack. out fucking swinging. Then guess what? What? Turns around and makes sure Elton John's not around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plays Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Oh, no. Then guess what? Mm-hmm. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Is he playing fucking Good Night, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road? That's my song in uh, it. Yeah, so he, so Elton John hears this. He storms back out, <laughs> yeah. all while Billy Joel is playing Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, trying to find the stage. He got <laughs> right. lost in a mess. He kept getting distracted by feet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, he runs out just in time to sing uh, My Life mm-hmm. with Billy Joel. Yeah. The the theme from Bosom Buddies. Yeah. And then he, he gets uh, 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 tired, I guess, and leaves. <laughs> Billy Joel plays Allentown. Yeah. Uh, a couple tracks off of his uh, newest record, The River of Dreams, uh, mm-hmm. Lullaby and The River of Dreams. Uh-huh. Then We Didn't Start the Fire. <sighs> then It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. Then Only the Good Die Young. And then Big Shot. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's the 29th song of the night. 30 if we played uh, <laughs> Yankee Doodle. Doodle. Surely that must be it. Yeah, that, geez, I can't imagine any more songs. Boom! Elton John and Billy Joel again. The bitch is back. You may be right. Benny and the Jets. Hard Day's Night for some reason. Lucille <laughs> by Little Richard for some reason. Great Balls of Fire for some reason. Candle in the Wind as Time Goes By and Piano Man. Man. 38 songs. Is there a DVD of this? That I, I can know. that I can purchase and, and watch every night. I would pay like a thousand dollars for the DVD. <laughs> yeah, holy moly! Yeah, there have to be bootlegs out there. <laughs> we, have to, we have to, Tim. We're gonna have to get involved in the Billy Joel and John bootlegging circuit. Look, I know most of this episode was just us listing off songs. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but hey, that's what happens when you do a, a show about a guy who's got a lot of songs. Yeah. Turns out we don't have enough uh, time to do a problem, right? Do we have time to do uh, a problem? We can do a quick one. Eh, can I talk about some rivalries? <laughs> sure, we'll do that instead. Uh, we'll pretend this is uh, an email that Elton John sent in. Elton John did not confine his fighting just to Saturday nights. <laughs> no. He fought uh, Madonna. Yeah, not physically. No, she won an award he won an award, and she had won an award earlier in the night, and he said, Madonna, best live act, because mm-hmm. she won best live act. <laughs> right. And he wrote, and he said he this. Wrote. He said, <laughs> he silently wrote said, the poem. Madonna, best live act, fuck off, since when has lip syncing been live? Sorry about that, but I think everyone who lip syncs on stage in public when you pay, when you pay like 75 quid to see them should be shot. Thank you very much. That's me off her Christmas card list, but do I give a toss? No. Wow. He said this in his acceptance speech. <laughs> when you're supposed to just be gracious. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Rod Stewart and Elton John. They're like frenemies. Yeah, I saw some of that stuff, and I was like, "Nah, this sounds like this sounds like banter. This sounds like some good good natured ribbing." They had balloons for some reason, like big yeah. balloons uh, that were promoting a Rod Stewart show. Mm-hmm. And Elton John hired a sniper to shoot them out of the sky. Yeah, which like that can't be legal, right? You're Maybe a it's knight. Like a- you're oh, a knight. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, you can get his squire do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go shoot those fucking balloons out of the sky. Guess what? Billy Joel. Here's what he said about Billy Joel. Yeah. Billy's a conundrum. We've had so many canceled tours because of his because of illnesses and various other things. Alcoholism. <laughs> he's going to hate me for this, but every time he's gone to rehab, they've been rehab light. When I went to rehab, I had to clean the floors. He goes to rehab where they have TVs. Huh. Yeah. Uh, when did Elton John go to rehab, do you know? Uh, a million times. Yeah. I think in the 80s. Um, Billy Joel mm-hmm. doesn't like that Elton John keeps putting out records because he thinks like the new records are bad. Yeah. He said, Elton would say to me, why don't you put out more albums? I would say, why don't you put out less albums? Which I think is a, is a, is a good zinger, Billy Joel. They they uh, buried the hatchet, Tom. Well, then why am I not seeing them out headlining another phenomenal tour? Alcoholism. <laughs> uh, he he talks about Keith Richards a lot. Who does? Elton John. He's oh got, yeah, he's got a feud. I'm glad I've given up drugs and alcohol. It would be awful to be like Keith Richards. He's pathetic. It's like a monkey with arthritis trying to go on stage and look young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I like when people can get to the uh, stage in their career where it's like, oh, I can say anything, and people will just be like, that's him. Yeah. Uh, he had a feud with his mom that he won. <laughs> well, that makes sense. He's a rich, powerful man. Yeah, she died. <clears throat> Oh, that's how he won. And they say he they might have reconciled. I don't know. Um, and then unrelated, uh, did you know that Richard Gere and Sylvester Stallone <laughs> had a big feud? After Tango and Cash or during Tango and Cash? I think after. Okay. Um, and Elton John unwittingly played a role in it by inviting them both to a party with Princess Diana there. Yeah. And Richard Gere and Sylvester Stallone... Uh, we're both fighting over Princess Diana. Oh, man. Boy, if I was having a party and Princess Diana was coming, I would not invite S- Sylvester. Yeah, Stallone. right. He would just do you're, something. Yeah, come on. You're, you're Richard asking, Gere, hey. Richard Gere seems yeah. like a very nice guy, yeah. but Sylvester Stallone, you're rolling the dice yeah. <laughs> about what he might come out with or, or say. I think this, this was, was, and yeah, so this was after she was divorced or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Can you imagine if it was like, yeah, big news, uh, uh, Princess Diana is now with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, she's found love again, and, and it's in the muscular arms of Rambo himself. Sylvester Stallone. Sly, she calls him. Her Sly. Like this is the definitive guide to Elton John. Yeah, you don't need to go see this movie yeah. now. Thirty five hundred concerts he's done. Over thirty five hundred. He's on a two year farewell tour. Three years. Three years. It got extended. Did I miss it? Is he coming back to New I York? I think he is coming back. We should go see him. I know, Tom. Uh, secrets out. You and I are going to see Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Excited about it. Yeah, to keep that a secret for it's yeah, your birthday present that I, I got for you. Well, no, you didn't get it. I no, mean, you bought I, your ticket. Yeah, and yours. Everybody else's, that's gone. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it's it. It's very generous of so you. So I kept it uh, under my hat. If 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 Elton John's coming back to the New York area, I'm in. I think he might only be hitting the Nassau Coliseum at this point. Well, come on, man. Who would be more likely to show up at Nassau Coliseum? Oh, shit. It's right down the street. Stumbling onto the stage. Uh, drunkenly riding a motorcycle, like <laughs> recklessly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, he, I'm in. He go. He goes to stop and he puts the kickstand down, but then it it lurches forward again. 
Uh, if you like the show, find out more at tcgt.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Check out our subreddit r slash tcgte. If you want to support the show, support our sponsors. Check them out. Also, check out tcgt.com slash Amazon for your normal everyday Amazon shopping. It's a fun, easy, well, it's not fun. It's just an easy, free way to support Enough, the it's show. It's really fun. I mean, it's a, it, and it's a goddamn blast. Uh, and also, patreon.com slash complete guide for our uh, weekly other podcast called Books of Podcasts, where this week we are wrapping up, and then there were none. Tim has watched the movie, and then there were none? Yeah, it sucked. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, go sign up so you can listen to Tim what? Uh, not I, like something. Yeah, so what? That's what people, people listen to. People want to spend their money on positivity, Tim. They don't want a bad, bad rap. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be fun about it. It'll be... Uh, it'll be Almost as fun as shopping at Amazon. <laughs> um, and if you have a problem you'd like us to solve, email us at complete guide to everything at gmail.com. We're low on problems. We've got some. We've got some that we're holding on yeah. to. But well, we're big on problems because we don't have a, a, a lot of problems coming in. We yeah. have a lot of problems because <laughs> a lot of problems have it because we don't have a lot of. We problems. don't have a lot of. We have one problem. <laughs> one big fucking problem. <laughs> not, no, I mean we had. We were going to do one today. We had other problems. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tom, yeah, you're not gonna like this. Okay, the cheapest tickets for oh, no. Nassau Coliseum, the one show Elton John is doing. Okay, and I think it's the last show of the tour, which is oh, really shit. And when it, imagine ending your career at Nassau Coliseum? Actually, no. This is November. It, it goes through 2020, right? I think so. All right, maybe that's wrong. But the cheapest ticket mm-hmm. is three hundred and fifty-five dollars. That's a spicy meatball. Although floor A, uh-huh. A one, row twelve, the twelfth row in the whole Coliseum. Uh huh. Three tickets together, eight hundred and fifty-eight dollars each. Oh, th- yeah. But I mean, that's still very expensive. <laughs> but like nine hundred bucks to sit in the twelfth row. At an I Elton John concert where Billy Joel might come out. <laughs> I wouldn't pay $900 if Billy Joel was going to sit 9. on my 9.9, 9, amazing show. deal from SeatGeek. Oh, all right. Well, if it's an amazing deal. The higher the deal score, the greater the bang for the buck. I would never. Well, how much would you pay for any ticket to anything? What do you mean? Like, how much would you pay for a ticket to a concert? Like, what's your limit? <sighs> Front row. Yeah, just like the best possible, like front row, the fucking Beatles have come back. $5,000? Well, yeah, I guess if the Beatles came back and it was only going to be one show and you were in the front row. Yeah, probably like $10,000. Yeah, I mean, you could probably like write a book about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Yeah, yeah, I think I the advance from my book would cover the ticket yeah. if it was $10,000. All yeah. right. Yeah, and they buy that book just for the secrets of how to come back to life. Exactly. I'd hound them for it while they were trying to play <laughs> Hard Day's Night. How'd you come back? <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>